0: Hello my friend and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host Paul White. It's the 13th day of August. Uh, on the day that I'm recording this, um, it, we're having one of those delightful summertime afternoon thunderstorms here in North Georgia. You can maybe hear that through the window. I, I set in my uh, upstairs office today doing the doing podcast for the next few days and Probably for the next few days of these airing, you'll you'll be able to hear the rain and maybe the thunder going on, and that's what's happening. I don't try to get uh, oftentimes too professional with these to where there's no ambient sound. I try to well, I try not to just be silly with it, but um, I wanted to do podcasts and it wanted to rain, and so. Uh, We're going to compromise, and I'll do podcasts, and it can rain. We both get our way. Uh, It's a a delightful time. I I think you know what I'm talking about on those little afternoon thunderstorms. When this is coming to you, it's Saturday, the 13th day of August, and that means it's the day that we try to tell you what's coming up on Sunday. We're also going to get into 2 Timothy chapter 4 a little bit today as we are winding down our study in Paul's little letter to Timothy. Tomorrow on all of our platforms, including our YouTube page, which is PWM by the way, everything else accessible, wherever you're listening to the podcast, or at Paulwhiteministries.com or Paul White Ministries Facebook page, we will be airing a message titled Managing Distractions. This is a sermon that we delivered at Living Word Church in Leesburg, Missouri, in the middle of July. Uh, my wife and daughter and I went to Missouri to celebrate Lauren's birthday. And to close out that trip, we uh, spent one more night in St. Louis and actually uh, stayed over and on on to Monday, but to fill that Sunday morning, we went to Leesburg, which is about an hour drive down Interstate 44 from St. Louis, and we ministered for Dan and Shauna Morrison, great friends of ours. They're always so hospitable and loving to open their home to us. We had a great time with them sharing a meal and then sharing with their church. I ministered that morning on... From the lectionary reading for that particular Sunday, which was where Jesus goes into the home of Mary and Martha, Martha sits at his feet while he teaches, but Mary, or I'm sorry, but Martha is cumbered about with much serving or distracted by much ministry. And I use that as a way of talking about how we are distracted socially. um, We are distracted intellectually and then we get distracted spiritually, and by our own spiritual or ministry activities. And how can we manage that? What is the antidote to those distractions? I think this is a timely message in that there there never has been this many distractions. Perhaps we have so much technology, so much entertainment, so much information. Um, not, not all. I, when I say entertainment, I'm I'm not being derogatory. I think it's. I think it's a spectacular time to be alive. And of course, we have to navigate what that looks like and take personal responsibility for how to use it. But that has led us into a world of distractions, maybe unlike any generation before us. Well, God's not caught off guard. How do we manage this? What is the biblical antidote for these distractions? And how do we not let ministry become one of those distractions? This is a message I think you will uh, you will recognize the text as one that we've preached before and one that you've probably went over many times. But I think I say a few things in this that are new and, and I hope full of life for you. So check it out tomorrow, wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Managing Distractions. Okay, Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 9, Paul says this, Be diligent to come to me quickly, verse 10. For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica, Crescens for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for ministry. And Tychicus I have sent to Ephesus. Bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas when you come, and the books, especially the parchments. I want to stop here today and simply bring out a couple of facts that are pretty self-evident in the text, but then work on them just a little bit. Paul starts to name people that Timothy is aware of. We, the reader, have heard of some of these, uh, particularly Titus, which is the very next book, by the way, sequentially in the New Testament after 2 Timothy. Uh, He mentions Titus at the end of verse 10, that Titus has left him for Dalmatia. Um, It's easy to sort of think that Paul is is accusing everyone of of being wrong for leaving. I don't think that's the case. I think he does most definitely accuse Demas of leaving because, as Paul puts it, he's loved this present world and left for Thessalonica. But then Crescens and Titus, it doesn't seem as if he's throwing rocks. He's just letting Timothy know, look, most everybody's went on to do other things. It's just Luke and I here. Uh, and, and I need a little more. so when you come bring Mark. I, it, and I think it's a, a could be and I don't want, try not to overread into these things, but it could be another evidence that Paul suffers a little bit of loneliness. he suffers a little bit of of uh, needing the approval of others. Uh, we've went, we've talked about this before, sort of went down this road with you before. Um, uh, again, we don't want to overemphasize it, but it does seem fairly evident that Paul, Really likes to have more people around him. Struggles a little bit when he's isolated, and and I understand to a certain point um, what what's going on. I think with Paul, I'm relatively introverted and uh, can spend great stretches of time alone. I guess it serves me well because of the the type of ministry the Lord has put us in. There's a lot of digital content, a lot of writing, a lot of just by myself in a microphone. And so that it serves me well over stretches of time, but I also know that even in my state, uh, like I say, relative introvertedness, I still find the need to for others, and and sometimes so severely that I will pray, who who should I reach out to, Father, and and I do, and and sometimes those are the lifeblood relationships that you need to keep you grounded. I don't want to throw Demas under the bus. He he forsook Paul having loved this present world. We don't know what that means. Um, It does seem that Paul's casting um, uh, uh, some shade there on Demas that maybe Paul wanted to go into an area of ministry or needed to go into an area of ministry that Demas wasn't ready to sacrifice for him. Sacrifice for ministry is the name of the game for Paul. You know, he does say in Philippians, how he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him and that statement within context has to do with suffering he says if it, you know whether I'm rich or poor or whatever state I'm in I've learned to be content because I can do it through Christ and I think it's his way of saying not everyone can they could if they'd allow Christ to do it but they're not content therefore they turn to the other things I don't I personally and I think you're the same way I don't want to be ever would never want to be accused of forsaking anything of the Lord for this present world. But at the same time, and this goes to the sermon that I told you to watch for tomorrow, Managing Distractions, I also don't want to get so involved in doing quote-unquote for the Lord that I forget to just rest. And so I think we do have to find that balance. Um, Tomorrow, we will get into verse 14 with that famous Alexander the coppersmith. We'll see you then. God bless.